Welcome to the Story Weaver podcast. I'm your host, Bronrauk Mitchell. Come, sit with me under the story tree as I weave a tale or two for you. Greetings and salutations. Today's episode is going to be a bit of a hodgepodge. Originally, I'd hoped for this to be a promotional episode where I got to talk about other writers, their competitions, their book launches and everything, but we didn't get enough interest this time around, so I've thrown together a few things. As of this week, people are tuning in from nine countries now, so that is Australia is still where the majority of listeners are coming from, and I found out today that you can also see which state and cities they're coming from. So the majority of listeners are coming from Victoria. The nine countries, Australia, the US, France, the UK, Canada, Germany, India, Uzbekistan, and Malaysia. Uh, It's still amazing to me that people are listening to my shows outside of Australia. I'm just really happy that anybody's listening. I don't think I'm ever going to take that for granted, that people are tuning in and that they're tuning in from different parts of the world. Looking through where the countries are and then zoning in on states and cities seems a bit voyeuristic, but it really is cool to see where people are tuning in. It's still a handful of listeners uh, and we should hit 250 downloads this week. Uh, A few people have said they've subscribed. I don't have that information at the moment, but it's nice to know that some people are tuning in regularly. So yay, even if there was only one of you tuning in regularly, it would still keep me going. So thank you for your support. It is, however, taking up longer to build speed than I would like, and there is quite a few times where I get disheartened. Then I get a comment like uh, this week where I received a comment from a friend talking about how they hadn't heard some of the poems that featured. Uh, So that was nice to know that they'd gained something from the show. Or there are comments talking about how I've improved over the course of the show. So when I get feedback on the show... It shows me that people are actually listening. It reminds me why I started the show. I still worry that I'm just one small voice whispering into the void, that I'm just another person sitting in front of a microphone reading yet another version of Hansel and Gretel. But then I remember why I started the podcast and what my long-term goals are. So when I was recording the last episode, that was actually a lot of fun because it was a chance to revisit my younger self as I read the piece Hissed by C.J. Dennis. And that was a piece that I'd performed when I was about nine. And it was just such fun recording it, such fun revisiting my past self. And the poem is still quite delightful to read aloud. So it was really good because I tapped into that excitement I felt performing the piece all those years ago. As I've explained before, the Story Weaver was first conceived of around 2011, although not that name. Uh, That's when I realised a lot of kids didn't have access to story time at their local library or school. Uh, I was actually doing story time and craft at the library in the small country village that I lived in at the time. So because I was making some videos on, on YouTube channels, I thought I could just extend and do some story time videos. But that plan was interrupted by a series of shitty life circumstances and other causes of interruption. So I put it on the back burner like I do with a lot of my ideas and hope that I could revisit it one day. Um, I had encouragement from a friend, as I've said before, my editor Paul Aiken. He liked the idea. He actually saw 
that my idea could go further than I had even thought of at that time. So that's why the Storyweaver podcast was born. It was a chance to read stories aloud, to gain feedback and an audience, and to revisit the idea of a show. Originally, I was going to call the video show on YouTube Storytime with Bron, but that didn't seem magical enough. And then I was hoping to use the storyteller because, you know, it just seemed straight and to the point. But as both Neil Gaiman and Rick Mayle have used this, I went with the story weaver. And I mean, weaving, craft, story, magic, story weaver covers a lot there. And it also gave me scope to include other elements of storytelling and allowed me to expand into poetry reading and talking about how to craft a tale. Uh, I've always been a performer. I feel that storytelling is about more than putting words on paper. There is an art to making the story come alive, visually and orally. And that's why the podcast will include interviews with artists, actors, directors and more. Because storytelling is about more than pen and paper or a keyboard, as I've said. It's about bringing the story to life for different audiences and using different media. And so when I think about my plans to create a web show, The Story Weaver, I don't plan to just read a book aloud in front of everybody. I plan to use puppets. I have loved and collected and played with puppets for many, many years. Props, costumes, and to perform the pieces as much as possible. And, and of course, this is partly because of Rick Mayle's influence, but also because for me, it combines many of my interests and it's another way of bringing the tales to life. Even on those days when it seems that the show will not take off the way that I hope, I look ahead to what the future show will look like. I've always pictured a grand reading chair and we've discussed a green screen with various different magical backgrounds. Of course, that depends on the budget, puppets and costumes. And, and I make sure that I give to each podcast episode as much as I can. I'm not waiting for a large audience. I'm just giving as much as I can to each episode. I'm slowly becoming more comfortable too with the new equipment. We're still having technical issues and that's where Paul comes to my rescue a lot. I'm doing a lot more of the basic editing now, but he still <laughs> is the one to string everything together and make it sound somewhat cohesive and remove all the annoyances that I can't remove, such as a noisy freaking computer fan. Now that I'm becoming comfortable in front of the microphone and actually getting better at freestyling some shows, I'm also experimenting with character voices, which you may or may not have recognised in Hansel and Gretel. So something I've mainly ever done with my kids was funny voices, mimicking characters like Gollum. I love to freak my kids out with Gollum. My precious. It isn't just a case of me sitting there and saying it. I like to get down and mimic the body and the movements and the facial expressions. It's quite fun. Uh, it's part of the reason I've always loved Jerry Lewis, Jim Carrey, Rick Mail, the whole contorting your face and the different voices and everything. Um, so that's something I like to do. But for the moment, I, it has mostly been kept with my kids. So as I'm getting more confident here, I'm wanting to incorporate that into the show. And I have really lost where I was. <laughs> okay, so I've obviously shared that part of me when I've done theatrical roles. But now that I'm branching out into voice acting, it seems, and because I want to take the show further, 
it seems timely to start playing more with voices while I read the stories. Some of the voices will of course fall flat while I'm starting out and that's where constructive feedback will be really really helpful and I'm, I do mean constructive not I didn't just like the voice but you know something that I can actually work with. Uh, so expect a little more silliness as I begin to stretch myself on the show. And then of course I have to remind myself that there's also my dream to go to schools, to read stories and poetry, and to discuss the craft of storytelling. So the podcast was also created to be a step towards realising that dream. In the meantime, I've been talking about running some groups for homeschoolers, but there's some logistics to work around on that one. So for now, uh, I just keep reminding myself that at least I have a wonderful, loyal audience, and that on the days where it seems no one's listening or I'm not getting feedback or anything like that, I've just got to remind myself that why I started the podcast. And above all else, I do the show because I actually love storytelling. I love writing. I love reading. I love reading aloud. So if for no other reason than this, this is a major reason to go ahead with the show. Not that I'm thinking of quitting. Not really. It's just that sometimes, you know, those doubts... The old ghosts of the past sometimes just raise their ugly head. Okay, so last Friday I talked on the show about writer's prompts on Twitter, including the prompt that I run on Saturdays. So I thought it'd be nice to share some of the other Twitter prompts that you guys can go and follow and maybe take part in. It's just another tool in your writer's toolbox. So we have now, these are all hashtags. So hashtag... VSS365, hashtag one line wed, hashtag brave right, hashtag sat splat, hashtag conva story, hashtag ten word story, and hashtag six word story. Uh, I'll be sure to include these in a blog post very shortly on the website so you can find them all in case you didn't pick them up. The writing community can be a really great place, as I've said before. Great place to network, to make friends, to hone your craft. But it can actually be an incredibly toxic community too. Last week, someone in the writer's community on Facebook, and no, I'm not going to name and shame, was putting down romance writers. Their view was that romance writers are, quote, unquote, literature's prostitutes. Uh, It's not the first time another writer has attacked romance writers but I actually saw the romance and erotica community turn it on its head and so instead of attacking the writer they made merchandise made some new friendships and came together in you know the most wonderful way so even though I'm already running two writing groups I decided to create another one it's a hangout for romance and erotica writers and readers of romance and erotica it's on facebook and it is called literary whores obviously taking the name from the quote of romance writers being literature's prostitutes. Uh, So, so far it's taken off pretty well. I see a lot of potential for this group and not because I am the one that created it. Uh, I would love to do a podcast for it and shine a light on the romance and erotica writers that I know, but that's for down the line. We'll just start with the group and see how we go. Uh, So it seems that for all the support the community can offer, there's always going to be someone attacking others. Recently, this week, it was someone bagging out writers that 
take photos of themselves with their published books and it was all about how that's egotistical and all of that. So that was another toxic case. Romance is one of the most, if not the most, lucrative genre. So why people think it's easy to write or why people dismiss it as not something worthwhile is not something I understand. And no, not just because I write romance and erotica myself and I might be biased. I just don't get that sort of hatred. It's easy to dismiss romance as fluff. But seriously, even if it were just fluff and it's not, what's wrong with fluff anyway? Uh, So if you write romance and erotica, why not send me an email or let me know some other way so I can add you to the list I'm working on for my author's website. Do you read romance and erotica? If so, if you've got a favourite writer, a favourite series, uh, let me know who you recommend. And I am going to recommend one of my favourite writers of erotica, and that is Kessily Luell. I've mentioned Kessie on the show before. She's one of my favourite writing people. So I highly recommend her Timeless Love series and her Gifted Affinities series. You can find her on Amazon and her site is kesselyluel.com. Links, as always, will be in the episode description. So as I said, I'd actually hope to be able to promote a few other romance authors, but that'll have to wait for another episode. So I'm going to quickly wind up the episode by pointing you to some interesting people on Twitter. We have, and I will make sure to list all of these in a blog post. So my favourite big-time authors to follow on Twitter are Neil Gaiman, lovely, lovely, lovely person, Anne Rice, and Essie Hinton of The Outsiders, lovely person to interact with. And then we also have, now, just because I'm not including you in this list doesn't mean I don't think you're great. There'll be other times to include other people. So we have Ryan K. Lindsay, George Ivanoff, Michael Pryor, Alex McCarty, I think you pronounce it, Dezintra Sullivan, I hope I pronounced that right. We have got Brian Rathbone, Trey Stone, Emma Lombard, the account Camilla Writes. Some of these writers are just funny. Some are very knowledgeable. Some do a lot to help build up the writing community. Jeff Richards. And then we have Inferno for Dante and Edward Van Winkle, who are really great guys. And they have the hashtag bad book ideas. So that's really funny. And then one of my favourite people, Jordan Ashley Moore, is also on YouTube and you really should follow his channel. He's called Ancient Literature Jude. Jordan Ashley Moore is a sci-fi and fantasy writer and lover of books both ancient and modern. His videos feature readings from classic English literature and readings of ancient classic literature read in a variety of historic languages. So entertaining and educational, and you should hear some of his impressions. And, oh, two last notes before we go. I am giving away some copies of my printable PDF zines, poetry and flash fiction. So if you'd like to be considered for one of these, email me a comment or something, and I'll send you one. Also, I am editing a wonderful book, very wonderful author. The book is Dark and the Sword, Legacy of the Phoenix, book one by Beverly L. Anderson. So you can find her on Twitter and you can find her website and have a look at the book, phoenixreal.wordpress.com. And that's it for today's show. Thank you very much. And don't forget, relevant links will be in the episode description and in an upcoming blog post. The Story Weaver podcast intro and outro 
were created by my editor and tech whiz, Paul Aiken, using licensed music from Stock 20. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email to thestoryweaverpodcast at gmail.com. Farewell for now, dear friends. Mm-hmm.